Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You've let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the podcast that brings you the very best of our daily talk sport show. Arsenal Invincible Martin Keown joined myself and Simon as time ran out for Graham Potter and Brendan Rodgers in the Premier League. Well, good morning, my little Monday team, Mr Keown, Arsenal Invincible, you're very welcome. Good morning, guys. Your team's still riding high. Your club is still on that march to the Premier League title. Yeah, very stable. Um, it's a good story at the moment for Arsenal bit sluggish start against Leeds but uh, pulled it off in the end Jesus was uh, outstanding coming back into the uh, that centre forward, forward position really important there's a lot of injuries for Arsenal really at the moment which they're sort of camouflaging but never, mm. nevertheless good win City though were again weren't they they set the standard yep. first thing in the morning and then all hell breaks loose we've lost two managers Jim overnight so that's the pressure of, of uh, possible relegations and then the pressure of getting into the top four and winning the Premier League. Simon, I mean, you said weeks ago, yeah. uh, Brendan Rodgers is done. Mm. And, and I remember you saying it. Mm. And afterwards, I remember saying to you, you seem very certain about that. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't think we lost two managers. We know where they are. They've done the job off it, down the unemployment line where probably both of them deserve to be. I think um, Brendan Rodgers, I think if I was reading the room, I think that's more to do with Brendan Rodgers saying he's had enough. I think that's not necessarily Leicester's owners putting uh, the drawbridge up or dropping the guillotine on him. I think he's probably walked away himself. Graham Potter, well, look, I mean, I wrote an article about him four weeks ago in the mail saying he's got four games. In the next four games, if they do not do something significant, I think he's going to be gone. What well, he did him on the fifth. Um, yeah. Um, on the fifth game against Aston Villa. Um, look, I mean, what do you say? Uh, if you look at this litany of managerial casualties, if you want to use that expression. Um, I can't find too many of them that you can say, Whoa, wow, that's a shocker. I mean, people will say Thomas Tuchel, but there's a lot behind the scenes with that, with that dismissal that people, if they knew, would have a slightly different view. But the bottom line is, is if you look at all those managers that have been... Shouldn't have sacked him, though, should they? Well, it depends how you're behaving behind the scenes. depends if you're putting yourself in a situation where you're at complete odds with the owner of the football club 
And then you're in a maybe it was just a new owner, but getting used to how he should behave behind the scenes. Is he not too much hands on this this new owner? Well, you get the balance, don't you? Absolutely, you get the balance. And of course, it's fair game now for Todd Bowley because everyone's going to turn around and say, "Here you are. Here's you're reaping." The, you know, you're reaping the whirlwind for the decisions that you make. And there is a case to be answered about sometimes taking a stock, but there is also a case to be fully conversant with all the facts about why some managers get dismissed and some some of those don't find their way into the public domain. And if they did, and people understood I a I wonder bit if more, you asked him now, did he make the right call when he walked into the job? Oh, uh, look, if someone wants to behave in a certain way... I would have made the call that he made, and I would have made the yeah, call. I would have you, made. I would have made the call that he made. You, if I'd been you there for may, 10 years. Maybe one day he'll come and defend himself on that because I'm not sure what it is of these allegations that you allege. But, but I, I, I don't. But think for me, if I judge him as a manager, what he did on the pitch, I thought he was doing a very good job at Chelsea, he was, and he was denied the opportunity to finish it. And now he finds himself at Bayern Munich. He was denied the same opportunity at PSG, wasn't he? If, there's a common denominator, isn't there? There's a common denominator. Because he's good at what he does. Well, yes, of course. There is a point where being good at what you do and bringing the club into a certain situation of disrepute when you're behaving in a certain way and making life difficult with your owner, there's only one winner in the end. Mm. The owners are the guys that write the checks. And whether we like it or we don't like it from a football fraternity point of view, managers have to learn how to behave themselves at times and manage up. Now, I agree with you. I was a huge advocate. So was Jim for Thomas Tuchel and for him as a manager and on the field stuff that's where you judge people but in the end if your behaviour off the field isn't where it needs to be it'll eventually land on the field but I do, I do agree that possibly Bowley's made a rod for his own back the only thing he maybe was guilty of was non-communication with his new owner but he may have been thinking do you know what look it's too much interference You've just bought a football club, spent a lot of money, that's fine, but I'm going to show you how you need to behave. So just going to go quiet on you and I'll let me manage the football club. There's an alternative view, of course, that which, which may be one that you concur with, is that if the person at the top of the business who you work for, not the other way around, wants to have a relationship with you on a certain level, then you're the employee, you may well be the manager, and you may well be the person that has the authority on the pitch with the players, but you don't have the authority when it comes to the guy that runs a football club. And maybe there needs to be just a little bit more balance yeah. and respect between who actually works for who. And I think that's right, Simon. And I think that's where the, there's a difference uh, between the Tuchel departure and the Potter departure, to be honest, Martin. Because 42 days ago, and I said this to Laura moments ago, the top of the house at Chelsea texted me to say Graham Potter is thoughtful, creative and the right coach for our rebuild. And then that changed to yesterday. He's always conducted himself with professionalism and integrity and we're all disappointed at the outcome. So the language has changed, Simon. Tuchel went a totally different way, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Potter is gone, but there's still a fair bit of warmth between the ownership and Potter. But anyway, it doesn't matter. He's... Both of them went down the same exit door. They did, and I... I... Look, this was just a short time of uh, period of time. It feels now that people are going to say he was out of his depth. Uh, people are going to say, well, I mean, we've had a row here about whether or not he was actually on board with the signings. I, I felt, I honestly felt he couldn't be the amount of players that were coming through the door that quickly. Um, I mean, I don't know long term how this is going to affect them with financial fair play. You can't just keep spending, spend, spend, spend. There was, these players are on eight year deals. But the flip side of that is, is that he wasn't he, he wasn't on board for the for the for the first three hundred million quid because he wasn't there. To suggest that he wasn't on board for the second three hundred million quid when he's in situ as mm. the manager, mm. I think beggars belief. Whether he wanted to go to those numbers, whether he thought that Chelsea should pay £105 million for the Argentinian is a different discussion. But I would find it slightly conflicting to suggest that he wasn't involved in the discussions and also, also keen to have the players that were brought in in the January window because that's the window where he's getting his players. 
the previous players that he we'll inherited. We'll never know, though, will we? Part of the settlement will obviously be to keep quiet. But irrespective of what, of, of what we do and don't say about who bought these players, mm. it's undeniable, unarguable, and irrefutable that Chelsea should be doing a damn sight better with this embarrassment yeah. of riches. Yeah. And that's what's costing his what job. What ever happened to Chelsea saying that Potter is our man for the long term, though, Simon? As I say, 42 days ago, the message was, Graham Potter is creative, thoughtful, and the right coach for our rebuild. Uh, Pep won nothing in his first year. We've made major investments in the club, and now we need to let these investments season. That all changed yesterday. But this is exactly Martin's point. And this is the point of new ownership that we will all feel foul of. Sometimes you've got to learn when to speak and when to be quiet. There was no benefit in that statement. The problem is with football and what Todd Bowley's not was beginning to realise in this country is it is an insatiable beast that needs to be fed. And if you keep feeding it with answers, you're going to have those answers come back and smack you around the face six weeks later. Because six weeks has passed. I wrote an article on the 1st of March saying Potter will be gone in the next four games. And there was no reason for Todd Bowley to be so robust. Now, but the problem for Todd Bowley is, if he's not robust, then people are going to get in between the cracks and go, oh, that didn't sound particularly robust. Oh, hang on a second. And I do believe he wanted to defy conventional wisdom. He wanted to, 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 to countermand the orthodoxy of Chelsea, which is, if it doesn't go right, he's gone. And everybody knew that Potter from the outset was going to struggle. It was a strange appointment from the outset, just because it looked like Todd Bowley looked like he got a progressive coach. Chelsea aren't a progressive football club. They're an instantaneous hit. Yeah. Or there's a problem. You usually take manage on the CV with lots of trophies, apart from Frank coming in. Obviously, he was one of their favourites from yesteryear. But, I mean, when you look, Jim, you start to look at the last two home games, Everton draw and, and then 2 nil against Villa. Mm. It's simply not good enough. And, then, and the changes he seems to make and the, the, the change to personnel, the change to formations... You know, did Kuk you see it coming, man? Did you see him? Get I mean, I'm sacked? looking at Kukurea playing in cent central defence at the weekend, and he's going for. Yeah, I, yeah. For yeah. me, I feel you can't do that, Jim. You can't play two full But that's the players, isn't it? Screwing it, it up in the pitch. It is, but, but don't, don't you keep it simple? Keep it simple. The pitches remain the same. You keep changing. Yeah, but people. Potter's sitting there. He doesn't want them to behave like that in the pitch, and they did. No, he can't, he, he can't legislate. He for can't win the game for them. They've got to go out there and win the game. Yeah, they lost the game for him. I know, but he has a tendency as a manager to make copious amounts of changes, doesn't he, to his formation and to until the eleven that start the game. He's always tinkering, and I think that's very difficult. You just need to be solid. He went back to a back three. It looked like he turned a corner, and then they started to slip again, Jim. And then they've just lost patience. But I, I do you I think mean, he deserved to be sacked? I think he had to go in the end because their results were just shocking, Jim. You, it's a results business. You have to give me a result Saturday. Whatever you want to do, scientific, whatever, all the tactics, get me some results. And they weren't getting enough But I think results. if you're going to say what he said, look, they're still in the Champions League. Right? And this may well be a decision based upon thinking they can pull some magic out of their backsides and get through to the Champions League like they've done in previous guises and win it when no one thought they were going to. Maybe there's some thinking there. But if you really believe, there must have been a sea change in their belief, clearly because they fired him, and it won't just be results, right? Because yeah. the results were poor. When he, when, he, when he turned around and said, we need to let it season, the results were poor then. So he must have seen something in the fact that, well, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hunker down, I'm going to buckle up, and I'm going to go with this guy, and I'm going to do what Arsenal have done with Arteta. Yeah. Uh, although, albeit Arteta won an FA Cup in his first season. I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to block out the background noise. He must have now been looking at um, uh, to Potter going, hang on a second, the lights have gone out. Yeah. Whatever lights I thought I saw are no longer there now. Something's triggered it. Something's triggered it. Something's triggered it. Because they, were, they weren't bad against Villa. They battered no, Aston Villa. But the quality of players that they've got, it just becomes then embarrassing when you can't win with them. Yeah. They can't score goals, Martin. 
They they had they had thirty shots on goal against Aston Villa. Aston so, Villa had two. So yeah. So <laughs> but so when you're buying a player, you've got all this money. Why are you not buying a striker then when you need but one? It's, most it's of all? unfathomable, isn't it? For all of us sitting across this table, for the whole football fraternity, it is almost beggar's belief. Of but course. It, but it doesn't excuse the fact that Man City didn't have a centre forward and they scored hat loads of goals last year. Yeah. So why can't Havis score some more goals? Why can't Sterling chip in with some more goals when he's fit? Why can't the players that are perfectly capable of scoring goals inside score some goals? It's as if someone's told Thomas Bo- uh, Bowley the line kicker is the most important player or the least most important player in the NFL hmm. isn't he just sits on the sideline wheeled in does he think the centre forward is the same no he's, he's the but most important t- player but hang on someone's got to be t- I mean he's not the football nouse he's not trawling through Rothman's guide of football players going I'll buy him I'll buy him someone in that, in that football fraternity the football mafia which is either the director of football or the coach himself saying uh, excuse me Mr Owner I think you're missing a trick here I need a bleeding centre forward hmm. you'd think someone would say that to him wouldn't you yeah of course well, and thank god it's Stands out a mile that they do, and then you assume the person who's who's making those decisions. Well, they've got very just little employed. time, very little time to turn it around, Martin, because tomorrow night, eight o'clock, it's Chelsea Liverpool, and that's a talk sport exclusive. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation, outspoken with White and Jordan. I think if you look at the the stats of the game, there's a lot of positives there for us, but the most important stat we're really disappointed with, of course. Uh, bitterly disappointed with the result the boys were positive I, I thought in the game we, we uh, created chances ourselves we had entries into their box we had shots um, but ultimately in the the bit that, that really matters we, 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 we didn't do well enough and the bit that really matters Graham is the result and that's what's done for you because Chelsea have not been getting results Pat Gallagher on uh, many of the tweets coming in Villa fan clearly get it right boys Chelsea didn't lose Villa beat them 2-0 any chance you might uh, top Villa well we will Pat we'll top Villa later on uh, Sam is with me so too Arsenal invincible Martin Keown uh, Martin no doubt smiling broadly after another Arsenal win we'll get to that in the fullness of time we'll get to the Papa John's trophy final in the fullness of time Bolton fans coming on to me there saying thank goodness you guys were around Back in 2019, when you pushed and pushed and helped us through that very sticky time we had, well, we we did our bit, but the people who got a hold of the club did the rest. They did the big job, to be quite honest. Um, We're talking Chelsea, though. And Simon, when you look at the table this morning, no wonder, no wonder big questions were being asked of Graham Potter. 11th, this is Chelsea. 323 million last spend in the last window. 110 in 28 matches played. So, Simon, when you look at it, when you look at the thing now, I mean, was it his demeanour? Was it the way he was speaking to the media? Was it his almost his refusal to say, look, it ain't good enough and we've got to turn it round because I know this is what Chelsea fans are demanding. As you rightly say, Chelsea wasn't a work in progress when he joined. Chelsea were up there because of what Abramovich demanded from them. And now Bully's the same. Well, I think he kind of did say those things. I don't think he shied away from the situation saying that it was good enough and, and tried to put a, a, you know, a, a gloss on things. He well, how that... damages his reputation, though? Well, look, I mean, you other managers have gone into big jobs earlier in, the, earlier in the development, come out and found themselves another home. And I'm sure he will, because the one thing about football people is they have a hide like a rhinoceros. So he won't see this as a failure. He won't see this as a consequence of anything. He'll just see it as a byproduct. And when you think about it, <coughs> if you are... Graham Potter distill this back think about your own thinking you're in a great job at Brighton a wonderful job comes over to Horizon but with a new ownership model that doesn't understand football there was always this jeopardy 
there was always going to be this situation that Todd Bowley's first appointment might have ramifications for the person that took it. Yeah. And specifically and explicitly someone that comes from a backdrop of a football club that doesn't have a scrutiny every single time they don't play well. But like, did Potter not just have to back himself though, Simon, well, at he, that time? Well, I, I would imagine he did back himself. I mean, what he's backed himself into is a very financially secure position because we've just made a multi-millionaire out of someone that's failed at their job. Now, we you know, people are talking about how much Bowley's paid, 21 million quid to get him, to get him in from Brighton. By the way... You know, Everton paid four million quid to get silver out of Watford. And if you look at the value of what Everton's worth, about five, six hundred million quid, and you look at what they paid for Chelsea at two and a half billion quid, it's all probably comparable. The the bottom line is, is that Martin will make the football argument, and I think he's right with Thomas Tuchel, but if you've got real problems in personalities, you're going to have a challenge to manage those sort of people. And then you've got the second part of the argument, which is Potter coming in from Brighton. It was a huge punt. It was an you know unprecedented punt because you've just spent two and a half billion on a sure thing, which is Chelsea Football Club will be a, a football club that's going to be backed and supported, and then you take a punt on a guy that's on a great direction of travel because he's done very well from Ostersons to Swansea to Brighton. But hello, this isn't shopping in the newsagents now. You're shopping in Harrods. Yeah, and when there's a different at, expectation. When he was at Brighton, I mean, to be honest, I, I think he's remained incredibly dignified, Simon Jim, mm. in all of this. Graham Potter. I think there's t- we haven't really seen him lose it at any point. I think he tried to remain stable. Maybe there were some rumours coming out of Chelsea that is he too nice? You know, can you win things with nice guys? We we had this conversation yeah. with, with Arsene yeah. Wenger. Yeah. You know, Pep Guardiola was saying for years, you know, Potter's the best tactician I've come against. English manager. He's way ahead of the rest. I think it was all there for him. I just think that he's a manager who likes to be patient. Build, but isn't develop, that part, nurture. Isn't Tactics and, and is one the job thing, was very different. The, the yeah. job was very different at Chelsea. He'd been copious amounts of players thrown at him. He was trying to work out the sessions. He said, "Look, it's a bit. I'm not sure this is going to work," and and it didn't. And <laughs> what, what, I mean, look, well, that's line, not up to much. What's, so what's, is what's, it? What's, what's, uh, what, what, the difficulty of being dignified or not coming back with a roaring rant at people is because he was in no position to do so. If he was actually looking at it, going, "I've got hold of this. I know what I'm doing, and I'm getting results." And I'm this, and then it, you would expect him to say, "Well, defend yourself, son." What he did was he talked about death threats and he talked about challenges he's got off the pitch, rather than go on top. Yeah, I don't care. And he couldn't because it was indefensible because the results simply weren't coming. Now, there may be a whole raft of mitigating circumstances, but, yeah, but you price that changed, in. He never changed his style. He, I'm sure well, he'd yeah, be a better manager. You, you just no, told no. me he changes every five minutes. No, he, well, he didn't. what he didn't do was his demeanour, his personality didn't change. Yep. Well, that's right. And so so he, 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 remained, he? he remained calm and dignified a throughout, loser. throughout. But this thing about Personally, as a player, looking back, the successes I had as a player were all based on simplicity. And this guy, his brain is incredible, he, his tactics, he, but it's too much. And it, all the changes didn't work. I start looking, you've got Conor Gallagher sitting on the bench, I think he should have started him, Jim. I'm looking at um, some of the decisions he made at the weekend. Um, I, I, can't, I can't fathom out what he was trying to do in the end, yeah? So in the end, obviously the owners thought the same thing. We'd have to get rid of the guy. But if he's going to learn from this experience, he's got to come back stronger, but I, I better, don't, I don't and get, think on find the side, winning formula quicker than he did. Absolutely. I don't think on that side of the argument that, that, that he would be looking at. I don't think, I don't think Todd Bowley would be looking... cheek, win back? You can't on one hand say Todd Bowley doesn't know his backside. On the other hand, saying he's looking at the tactical situation and going, oh, I'm not sure about that. Because he won't be looking at it that way. He'd just be looking at the outcome. And he'd be looking at the bubbling background noise and going, I tell you what, this isn't for me. And it makes no sense of his statement six weeks ago that he said about we need to, to season things and let things distill because it's, they've only played four or five games. We've got, we've got precisely where no nothings like me have said we would get to, which mm. is 
Potter would be gone, he'd be gone before the end of the season, and he'd be gone after four or five more games. And that's precisely what happened. And Todd Bowley's sitting there watching this, actually, like almost like a choreographed outcome. We've choreographed this outcome against somebody that defies conventional wisdom. He spends more money than anyone else has ever spent, he puts players on eight-year contracts, he gets rid of football managers that are absolutely nailed on winners, right? buys a football club for two and a half billion, does everything unconventional, and then follows the conventional thinking by going, the moment it gets hot in the kitchen, the guy that I was going to allow to season, he's gone too. Yeah, you but, can't uh, read yeah. this room. No, and he now has got a big, big game coming up against Liverpool, and Bruno's in charge, so that everyone's cleared out the boot room, mm. boot room, and we've got a young. And then the small match in of quarterfinals, first leg against uh, Champions League, first leg against Real Madrid. It's a mess. It's an absolute <laughs> mess. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Everything's in our control. We've got a lot of points to play for. We've been in that position before and we've dealt with that adverse moment and, uh, and got ourselves out of it. We've got 10 games to go. Next game's a, a massive game and um, we've got two home games now against teams that we need to be getting the points against. So, um, But we have to really focus on our own selves, our performance, which will hopefully take the results and then uh, that, the rest will look after itself. Well, it didn't quite work out for Brendan Rodgers either after the weekend, did it? Because uh, he has now gone from Leicester City. He's won seven in 28 matches played and Leicester sit 19th. Two points above bottom club Southampton. And they, like Chelsea, are in the market for a new manager. Brendan Rodgers gone. Um, Martin Keown is alongside Simon and myself. Simon, you know, what Leicester, I said it in the introduction and I, I, I can't think... Of a, a, a more appropriate ways to phrase it, was this a, a club sleepwalking towards the championship before this decision was made at the weekend? 
Not necessarily, because I think there's been games where they've been far better than they were against Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace were resurgent in that game. There was a, a different feeling. The irony of it is, is that one person that gets accused of putting a handbrake on is Roy Hodgson, and in this game, Crystal Palace were anything but on with the handbrake. 31 yeah. shots yeah. on goal, 21 of them in the first half. Palace were dominant and unlucky not to be out of sight before the half had even turned to 45 minutes. But Leicester, for me, I mean, Brendan Rodgers, to me, has been asleep at the wheel for about 15, 16 months. You know, going back to the outburst after the Nottingham Forest Cup game last year when they gave up their own, uh, their, their holding of the cup in a very poor fashion. People will very argue... Very scraping that day, wasn't he? He was, and did nothing about that it. Was the beginning of the end for him? I, I think so. And I think it was the beginning of the end of a lot of things from, from Brendan in terms of people's perceptions of him. He did a great job for the first couple of years. Um, winning them an FA Cup. All this has been forgotten over the last Two 18 months. Place finishes. Yeah, and, and now with that group of players, he's struggling. But that group of players, with irrespective of the background noise about whether Leicester's up for sale or the owners have lost interest and, and, and he's not being supported, that group of players is far better and, and far more valuable than second to bottom in the Premier League. And that is on Brendan Rodgers. So to go to the, to your, to the nub of your question, do I think they're sleepwalking into the Championship? Well, given the fact that we can't pick it, Bournemouth keep winning games that no one expects them to do. The only team that looked to me like they've done really now is Southampton. So there's a distinct possibility that Brendan Rodgers wasn't able to turn this ship around yeah. because he wasn't exhibiting that he was yeah, able to do so. Did, did, when you look at the phraseology, and you touched on this at the top of the show, Simon, yeah. do, you, do you not think that Rodgers was sacked? When well, Leicester like say Leicester has reached a mutual agreement with Brendan Rodgers that will see him leave the club after four years as our men's first team manager. That doesn't sound like a sacking, does it? I, I, I think he's been... I mean, I, I had a similar conversation with Steve Koppel. We just didn't get on with one another. We didn't like one another. So mutual consent was we agreed that we didn't want to work with one another. And I think there's... And this is a different dynamic. There's not the probably the dis, the dislike personally that was between myself and Steve Koppel. There is a dislike uh, of the results in this situation. And I think Brendan's gone, I don't fancy this anymore. And I think he's exhibited that to the owners and not exhibited a shoulders back, chest out sort of attitude, and they've gone, well, this is fantastic, thanks very much, well, then we might as well call it quits. But it didn't sound like that in the clip we just heard. Well, they, they often don't, do they? They often are very... And he, he, above all people, as I said the other day, he's the Henry Kissinger of British football at this moment in time. He will politic and diplomate his way out of every single conversation, whereas he should have been turning around and saying that. Well, he, actually, he actually made the case in the interview, listened to it earlier on, that Leicester were unlucky to lose that game. What? Palace had 31 shots on goal. You know, what in God's name are you talking about? You got yeah. battered. You got battered to yeah. an inch of your life. I mean, his diplomacy seemed to run out, didn't Jim, it? Jim, I just wanted, I just wanted the story of the, of the season, really, because Fafana, Wesley Fafana, was a late signing, wasn't he? That was taken away from the football club and you looked and it looked like there wasn't, wasn't going to be any real investment from Leicester. Uh, but nonetheless, he still had really good players there that you think they could actually do a decent job with. Um, Schmeichel, Kasper Schmeichel, the way that he let him go, that looked like it was personal to me. On the outside, I don't think he should have allowed him to go. I not, don't believe not the to the goalkeeper we put in. By the way, no, I don't it? think Ward was really at, at the level. That's been Agreed. an Achilles heel all season. Now you're the manager; you have to manage these situations. I thought actually when he took over the job, Wes Morgan um, was a player that kind of went 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 against what Brendan normally does. He normally gets rid of the big player, but he said, Do "You know what? I'm going to embrace and I'm going to keep you at the football club." And I thought over time it seems like he he dislikes his players. I know he gives one story to the I media. That was my job. I, I know that he does it. He gives that one. I'm just, just trying to scratch the surface a little bit. Maybe he needs to keep loving his players. He, I think he lost the players. They're second from bottom. 
You're not there by accident. There's not much to love. You're there though, because is there? you're the second worst team in the Premier League, and that's what's happened. But how's he's he been sacked. Love them, Matt, when he that has been. Out and they let he him has down. been. He's been sacked, and it might now look like musical chairs that someone now is saying, "Oh, let's give him the Spurs job." He's going to get work. But again, we like, know he's but, a top manager. Martin, again, like Potter, he's a though, spell out of it's it. Jim. Not, it's not Brendan so who goes on the Leicester better. shirt. They can't stop. It's the players who've got themselves into this predicament. Yeah, but okay, when you do set pieces, then they've conceded thirty goals from the last two seasons. Set pieces. Is that good enough? Collectively, you work on it as a group and, and the you staff. Improve the players. You can't say you're not a part of the problem right. if you conceded. So it's like Brendan. Yes, you've got to a certain level. I've been a big admirer, but now it's going backwards. Now. It, do you know he tried to evolve it he tried to turn it he tried to go for the players yeah. when they lost to Forest. Yeah. but he didn't have then the resources in his own club but he must have known that he wasn't. He didn't have the ear of the of the club to know what resources they had and to get rid of the goalkeeper at the start of the season no he should have patched it up give him another year at least and said right let's get through this storm we could go down okay. it could get much worse and, and it they might. has and they might here's one for you Simon who's in a job first next Potter or Rogers? Oh, that's a that's a sixty-four million dollar question, isn't it? Um, I would say Potter. I would say Potter. Where? Don't know. Let's but I look. I mean, people will say. I mean, it's a real. I mean, Dean Smith took the indignation of getting that. sacked by Aston Villa and then dropped the next day into Norwich, right? But that's a different dynamic. You're Six going, days you're later, going, he was you're in going the job from the penthouse at, at Norwich to part of the basement now, and 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 from Chelsea to somewhere like Leicester for me. Is a I don't know even it's even a better fit, isn't it? even with the alligator even with the alli well he won't like that observation at all and 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 any football manager that's gone to Chelsea would say hang on a second I'm a better fit for a team at second bottom in the Premier League he's not going to like that sort of analogy but you're probably right it's the right but that's the club he should have perhaps gone to Let but him then, have time then the argument is why would you go anywhere from Brighton right now because Brighton are a side that's in ascendancy they've got the best data analysts in the actual business they're buying the best players they're bringing them through they're two years Todd ahead Bolly, of Arsenal two Todd years Bolly. ahead of Chelsea you, two years yeah. ahead of everybody to turn their, it back to Chelsea would you go and get Conte now no God knows no, what the Conte we've just seen walk out the dot top. Did he not have a success? Won a uh, Premier League and, and, did an get, and, and did he not fall out with Chelsea like he falls out of everybody? But that was a different set of owners, wasn't it? It's a different owner. Fine, absolutely. But the same characteristics are exhibited by these owners. They've just shown you they are just the same as Roman Abramovich. So I mean, Leicester. When you look at it, they, they've got to think and think quick because coming up for them tomorrow night, Villa, who go to Stamford Bridge at the weekend and win. You're 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll be back tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.